introduced regular product giveaways happening here on the Jeep Talk Show every month and sometimes every week. The world's most downloaded Jeep podcast will be giving you, the listener, a chance to win serious gear from major companies that you know, love, and trust. You want a chance to win tires, suspension components, maybe more? Listen every week for your chance to win big. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Nexon Tire USA, we've got you. Find out more about the tires that are on the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator and ours as well, the Nexon Tire Rodian MTX at NexonTireUSA.com. You know, you can just go in there and just say your vehicle. You don't have to say the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator. I know, but it's cool because that's, you know, red and people know it. So Thank you. I agree with you. <laughs> Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wimby. There will be body damage. Chuck. I like making people laugh. That's it's good for my soul. Chuck. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. So I'm going to remind you guys again, the Jeep Talk Show now has uh, two numbers for you to be able to call into. We have the the main number that you can call in to talk to one of us or leave a voicemail message. And we have a giveaway, a dedicated uh, giveaway number to call in. So just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and uh, you can get either one or both of those numbers. Please call in with your voicemails. And uh, I don't, we haven't actually heard a voicemail, I don't think. Uh, maybe we have. Uh, but uh, the, the audio quality uh, from uh, on the voicemails from the new numbers is, is uh, notably better uh, than what it was with the, the old system that we were using. So uh, if you haven't called in uh, one of the voice, uh, for a voicemail, now's the time to do it because you'll sound glorious. The JTS team is here to inform and entertain you about Jeeps. If you're new to the Jeep world or thinking about jumping in and getting your feet dirty, you're in the right place. Whether you're interested in having a unique off-road vehicle ready to hit the trails or that daily driver that's also a weekend warrior, this show is for you. Find out more information about the Jeep Talk Show at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, how we doing, Jeeper? I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be talking about some more details released in the latest spy photos of Jeep's newest vehicle. I'll be talking about why Jeeps may be the best getaway vehicle ever, and later, I'll be going into some tips and tricks for anybody interested in doing some wiring on their own Jeep. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and did you listen to episode 666 <laughs> and hear about the event we have planned? Well, my Newbie Nuggets episodes on Fridays have all kinds of topics for the newest of Jeepers. Hey, this is Chuck, and every once in a while you'll hear me slur my words or lisp. It's because the doctor says I have an abnormally large tongue. I was, I was nervous. I'm Tony, and after working several hours installing a new aluminum radiator in my wife's 2003 TJ, a friend of mine explained to me why it's a bad radiator to use. Oh, I think I have some two cents to add to this. <laughs> so, thanks, Greg. <laughs> It sure does look pretty in there, though. And, mm. I, and I don't know. Did I share those? I shared, I shared the photos with you, with the, that on you guys uh, about the old radiator that split no. the top oh. tank, split, yeah. and Dang. the top hose came completely off, still holding the little uh, plastic you know, round piece for Good the nozzle or whatever there. And uh, I, I gave that little round piece. I took it out of the hose, and I gave it to my wife, and I said, here you go. You can put this in your shadow box. You got your money's worth. I think so, because I, I think that's the same radiator that was in there when we got it seven years ago. Dang. 
Well, she doesn't yeah. drive it very much. Good for you, uh, man. Yeah. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's this week in Jeep. I've made a relatively strong attempt over the years of not pulling my punches. I tell it like it is. I piss people off. I'm brutally honest, and I don't take any form of compensation to say one thing over another. I don't take much compensation at all for anything. (laughs) (laughs) Until now. (laughs) My reviews have always been critically honest, and if I see BS, I I point it out. It's just what I do. Uh, Since 2014, when we learned that Jeep's parent company was forcing the brand to regurgitate an iconic name badge to put on an Italian-designed sneaker-shaped car and sell it as a Jeep Cherokee, well, I've been more than a little bit vocal over my disdain of these abortions of the auto industry receiving nameplates of yesteryear Jeeps with... In most cases, not a single design element paying homage to the vehicle that made it the name what it is. Cherokee, the Renegade, the Wagoneer, just to name a few. Vehicles that in no way, shape, or form represent the heritage behind their names. It pisses me off to no end, and in the last few months we've gotten word that Jeep is doing it one more time. This time with the Jeepster. And this time, the blasphemy has gone too far. Look, when they said that Jeep was going to have an electric offerings of its entire lineup by 2025, I, I didn't really say much. Fine, whatever. When Jeep said that they were going to, most likely, be all electric by 2030, I, I scoffed a little bit. I'm not a huge fan of the hybrid Jeeps, and I think that this latest move is a bridge too far. When Jeep said that they were going to have an all-electric Jeep and that it would be smaller than the Renegade, I laughed. <laughs> wow. First off, why? And second, what the hell are you going to call it? The Renegade hasn't exactly been the success that Jeep hoped it would, even after countless celebrity endorsements. It's the tie a pork chop around its neck so the dog will play with it scenario. Now we have the Jeepster, a micro subcompact Jeep that is, well, anything but. First off, the Jeepster Commando was an automobile which was first produced by Kaiser Jeep in 1966 to compete with the International Scout, the Toyota Land Cruiser, and of course the Ford Bronco. What the hell is this iteration supposed to compete with? A Segway? Four different models were available of the original <laughs> Jeepster. A pickup truck, a convertible, Roadster, and a wagon. The Jeepster remained in production after American Motors Corporation, or AMC, bought the Jeep line from Kaiser in 1970. After AMC's acquisition, the Jeepster Commando, the C101 with a 101-inch wheelbase, steadily grew in popularity. But in 1972, AMC shortened the vehicle's name to Commando C104 with an extended the wheelbase to 104 inches and changed the front-end design to accept the AMC inline-6 and 304-cubic-inch V8 engine to be more like the Ford Bronco. Unfortunately, the new configuration, formerly an AMC bestseller, now a uh, mirror image of the Bronco almost, quickly caused the line to drop in popularity, and because Jeep didn't stick to their roots, the Jeepster Commando was taken out of production in 1973. It was replaced, however, with the full-size Cherokee. That proved to be a good move, but Jeep is clearly repeating old mistakes, as the only configurations of this new Jeepster will be in engine offerings. At least as far as early rumors have, uh, have considered, uh, there will be three of them anyways. A fully electric version that, will, that we likely won't see for at least a couple of years. A hybrid and a version that the spy photos keep seeing, which has a traditional internal combustion engine. Another deviation from being a true Jeep is that this little wannabe is likely never going to have any form of four- or even all-wheel drive, as the Peugeot chassis that it's built on doesn't provide the room for that sort of drivetrain. These latest spy pics, courtesy of Autoblog, show the horrifically designed interior, which looks like it took design cues from the Tesla and miniaturized them and took some creative license where they probably shouldn't have. There is literally an open pocket that goes all the way from the right side of the steering column to the passenger door. 
and it's big enough to fit a laptop bag into. Yeah. There's an overly large linear array of vents just above that, and then we have the actual horizontal plane of the dash pad itself, which is camouflaged by a series of mats and pillows to hide its true contours. The seats, too, have appear to what, what appear to be seat covers made from, what, I don't know, Homer Simpson's underwear, <laughs> and the center console is a plate of spaghetti <laughs> with wires coming and going to all sorts of peripheral devices for data and tele te telemetry recording. Those obviously aren't going to be there on a production model, they're just there for testing and for data recording. But there is a, uh, what appears to be a giant-sized Samsung Galaxy in the middle of the dash as the main infotainment screen, and to the left of that is the instrument display, which is... Well, unlit in these photos, so we can't tell any details of that. The center console features a single horizontal row of small tab-like buttons for everything from defrost and fan controls to a button that you use to access a menu, menu for the fan. Because, you know, controlling your fan with a button or knob is like so 2017. Adding complexity where none should be. Yeah, thanks, Jeep. Below all of that, there is again another large gaping maw of a common pocket with USB and power ports. Oh, goody. The steering wheel appears to be a smaller version of the kind you see in the arcade games, and it appears as if this so-not-a-jeepster is controlled by a manual transmission. Well, that's a surefire way to get the hipsters to fall for this thing, right? Other than giving me something to make fun of and complain about, these new rounds of spy picks don't do much for anybody, I think. Literally nobody familiar with the brand is looking forward to this regurgitated abortion, and it's likely only going to sell well in other countries where real jeeps aren't sold. If for some un godly reason you want to torture your eyeballs with images of this damn thing well i'll have a few in the show notes for this episode on our website you know i get what you mean when that's you say regur <laughs> regurgitated abortion but when you think about that that that's kind of really disturbing <laughs> so is this vehicle well, yeah and, and how come they're posting pictures of all these cords hanging out like this isn't even a plus for them why not yeah, post something that's no. more inviting? I mean, this looks like it's, a mess. It's taking your attention away from the abortion. Well, the other <laughs> stuff, like you said, the tiny little yeah. steering wheel. I feel like you're in an arcade game or something. Really, though? I mean, it looks like the steering wheel couldn't be more than 12 inches across. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's tiny. Ridiculous. This whole thing is ridiculous. The size of it, the shape of it, 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 is, it is, couldn't be farther from anything that Jeep has ever produced, ever. Oh, yeah. man. Why do they it's keep just... doing this shit? I, I don't know. And what is, is it, it honestly, the cafe standards I, that they're? I couldn't give two s's sideways what you know what, what they did with this thing, but the fact that they put the Jeepster name badge yeah, on it—that's the problem. How effing dare you? It's yeah. a, it's just good marketing. I mean, you what know, it, take take some say, a name that people kind of understand. About it. Yeah, exactly. That people kind of uh, recognize, and maybe they don't really understand the full meaning uh, of uh, of the name that's being re reused. A Cherokee. Uh, uh, Commander, all those, all those ones. They, oh yeah, yeah, a renegade. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, this is a renegade, like the well, old I mean, renegades. You know, no, it's not. But no, most no, people don't know close. that. Well, close. <laughs> it's good job, Josh. Wheels. You just sold three of them. Renegade salesman of the month. Well, I mean, look, you know, uh, uh, Jeepster and Commando <laughs> are almost synonymous one with, with with one another. When I think Commando, I you know I I, I think of you know uh, of two things: either somebody uh, going without underwear or yes. like a serious <laughs> badass military dude. And yes. and you know uh, this thing screams neither one of those. I, if anything, okay, I I could see maybe the underwear less 
uh, you know, definition, you know, maybe because this thing absolutely has no balls. So what's the point of wearing underwear? Exactly. So, I mean, maybe that's the, the, the you know, the direction they were going for the design intent. I, I think, you know, it, let's get the two units that we have in the design department and get them to, you know, build a car. Here we go. Yeah. Well, the, the Jeepster Commando was the full wheel drive version of the Jeepster. Right, there was a two-wheel drive Jeepster, and then the Jeepster Commando was the four-wheel drive one. It was yeah. the badassery of yeah. the Jeepster. Like, yeah, damn it! How can how can you drive a vehicle balls to the wall if you're a eunuch? I just never thought about that before. <laughs> you can't you can't <laughs> go you can't go balls to the wall on you know on if you don't have forward, any uh, if you don't it. have any secular fortitude. Good call, well, there, Tony. If you've got some testicular fortitude. I encourage you to uh, call or write into the show. I want to hear what you guys have to have to say ab- about my opinion about these name badges and what Jeep is doing. Well, the best getaway vehicle might actually be a Jeep. A Warren, Michigan police officer has a broken wrist and a concussion after a suspect allegedly rammed a patrol vehicle during a chase through multiple Metro Detroit communities over the weekend. Around 4 p.m. on Saturday, August 20th, Warren police officers were called to the 21400 block of MacArthur Boulevard for a report of somebody possibly having a medical emergency in a blue Jeep Wrangler. Officers arrived on the scene and spoke with a man who, what is this, appeared to be under the influence of narcotics. The hell you say? The man refused to exit the Jeep and instead started the Jeep and fled from the scene, quickly ditching the officers. Now, unlike the poor decision-making skills of the Jeep-driving crackhead, the officers were quickly able to catch up to the fleeing druggie and initiated a traffic stop. So do you think the guy pulled over once he saw the blue and red flashing lights? Hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought so either. And he didn't disappoint. The drug-addled brain of the Jeep driver thought it would be a good idea to then speed recklessly through residential areas until he reached 8 Mile Road. Once on a more arterial road, speeds increased even further, and the Jeep began traveling westbound, sometimes using the eastbound lanes to do so. Oddly enough, officers did not call off the pursuit, and in the area of Sherwood Avenue and 8 Mile, the suspect allegedly intentionally rammed a police vehicle, causing injuries to the officer inside. Despite the speeds involved and the severity of the crash, the Jeep remained running and drivable. We've now heard no less than three stories over the last year (laughs) of a criminal using a Jeep as a battering ram and utterly destroying cop cars in the process, all while remaining functional. If that's not an attest to the strength and resilience of a Jeep, I don't know what the hell is. Now, the suspect in this case, uh, in this chase, rather, continued to flee until his driving skills were eclipsed by his stupidity and the euphoria that can only be had by a fresh blast of crack cocaine. And he crashed the Jeep in a residential area of Detroit. Obviously, the suspect was taken into police custody. Incredibly, despite multiple crashes, he was not injured. Officers mm. discovered meth, heroin, and, oh, fentanyl in the suspect's vehicle, which was, of course, stolen. Now, here's where things go south for me and pisses me off to no end. Despite reckless, or at the very least negligent driving, excessive speeds, fleeing from officers, resisting arrest, impeding an investigation, drug possession, vehicular assault on an officer of the law, possession of a stolen vehicle, and God knows what else, any sane, normal, law-abiding person would think that this dude is going to be behind bars for a long, long time. Well, in this day and age where DAs are handpicked and paid off to not prosecute crimes, we have crackhead, meth addict, addicted, fentanyl-stealing, jeep-stealing deadbeats like this back out on the streets in no time. He was arraigned and released despite having previous convictions for property crimes, theft, and domestic violence. Pillar of the community, huh? Yeah. 
The next court date is scheduled for September 6th. Now, what do you think the chances are he's going to show up? I'm thinking nope. somewhere between slim and none. Oh, he'll show up because he's suing the uh, police department for damage to the uh, the Jeep. He needs to get it repaired. But he stole it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's his now. I mean, you know, what is it? Possession uh, is nine-tenths of the law. Exactly. Right. I was going to go with seven-tenths. Nine-tenths is much better. It would not surprise me this day and age what somebody <laughs> might show up and try to claim. Give me a break. Wow. Yeah, this is just un- unbelievable to me that, uh, that I mean, I, this guy should have had the book thrown at him. Shouldn't even see the light of day, but but here we are. Mm-hmm. A proper yeah, book, but, not a digital one. But then what happens? He's done it several times. He's already got a long list of offenses. What happens when he actually seriously hurts somebody or kills somebody? What then? Who's, yeah, to, who's maybe, to blame? Maybe then and only then will, will justice be served. But by then, I, I, I would strongly uh, argue that it's, it. it's far too late. Yeah, we don't live in should land. Unfortunately, it should happen, but it probably won't. Yeah, agree. This is what it is. Hmm. Well, what do you think, Jeeper? Is uh, does this guy uh, should he get his just desserts, uh, as it were, uh, or did, does he deserve to be out on the street? Uh, let us know. Give us a call. Write us a message. Uh, any number of ways that you can actually interact with the show, connect with us. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Find out all the different ways that you can reach out and interact with the show. This guy does not deserve desserts, just or otherwise. So, no. <laughs> Fucking Tony. God damn it. <laughs> Nikki G's my hero. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Hey, go to the Tech Talk, some basic tips for tackling wiring jobs on your own Jeep. Get the scotch tape ready. How Mm. dare you? (laughs) That's a trigger. That's a trigger for Josh. (laughs) Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show is in my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast and a lifelong Jeeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, uh, advice, and learning. You know, I think I mentioned this uh, on last Friday's episode. We have uh, a few people that uh, uh, did a, uh, a purchase of some Rat Bastard toe tags specifically to take out to the Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Club Invasion, which I believe is starting today, Friday. Uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I believe it's uh, it's getting close. Yeah, and we're going to have to make it out there. You know, we need to go to a lot of different events, and one of the ways that, that you, the listener can help us go to these events is becoming paid subscribers. I know, I know. I, I don't like paying for stuff either, especially when it's free. So oh, it really helps the show though. You have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets us out to do these things and, and as the show gets bigger and better, it's just gonna get bigger and better for you. So it's a, a really small investment uh, in uh, your your entertainment and information that you get from the show. Josh is just uh, full of uh, great information that he brings here week after week. So uh, please consider becoming a paid subscriber. Just go to cheaptalkshow.com slash contact. Scroll on down through there and you'll see that we have uh, three packages that you could uh, purchase. And please uh, consider purchasing the, the basic package because that's got Josh's picture on it. And nobody ever picks that one. Josh needs the, the, a little... Uh, a yeah, pat come on, on I back. thought you people like picking on me. A little love, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the googly eyes. I don't know. 
<laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and I've got a list of, uh, I guess I should call them observations. Yeah, Chuck likes his Jeep like his eggs. Scrambled. <laughs> Josh oh. likes his Jeeps like his refrigerator. Running. And not stolen. <laughs> and Wendy, the lovely co-host, not my lovely wife, although my wife could be the lovely co-host and the lovely co-host could be my wife. I'm not picky about who's nagging me. She likes her Jeeps <laughs> like her husband. Full of gas. Although she could do without all the squeaky noises. <laughs> And Tony mounted the tires on the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator all by himself. Yeah, it was very tiring. It was hard to come up with something for Tony and still keep my job. (laughs) That's not why I'm calling. I'm calling because my wife, Wendy, not the lovely co-host, although the lovely co-host could be my wife, my wife could be the lovely co-host. Let me know if you're getting tired of that shtick. Anyhow, I fell in love with Wendy's looks. Yeah, but not the one she's giving me now. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later. You have a good one now. Goodbye. You know, Bob, two cheap Jeep guys, and I've mentioned this before, I know. Uh, his wife is named Wendy. So whenever he starts talking oh, about Wendy on Discord, you haven't seen this? Well, he'll no, say something I, about his I wife, have, Wendy. I totally forgot about it. Yeah. He'll, he'll write out that same long thing. Oh, the whole thing. Except, oh. except he has to add in a third Wendy into it because he's <laughs> right. it's his wife, Wendy. Not the lovely co host, Wendy. <laughs> or, or, or Nikki love G's it. lovely Wendy. wife, Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Wednesday. Wendy. <laughs> so it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's so much fun. If you guys have ever thought about putting something together online for people to just come hang out and, and be themselves, it is completely worth it from the entertainment value alone. You got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. I just, I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yeah, Josh, this looks like a picture from under my XJ hood. (laughs) Actually, it probably could be. (laughs) Yeah. Well, just like any other major system on a vehicle, wiring can make or break your build. If you do it right, the entire electrical system is just something that virtually disappears in a vehicle, never to be seen or thought about again. On the other hand, if you cut corners, rush it, or tackle something beyond your skill set, it's likely that you will have done it wrong and you'll be chasing gremlins non-functioning gear, pop fuses, and yes, possibly even fires. Some of the things wiring does is not easily understood to many people, which may be why there are so many cheapers out there who would rather get stabbed in the crotch with a rusty railroad spike than mess with wiring at all. But the truth is that automotive wiring really isn't all that scary once you get an understanding of a few basic principles. Now, I'm not going to begin a long, huge lesson here on polarity and electron flow, circuit layout, or start outlining the equations behind Ohm's law or things like that. Look, there's going to be, that's going to be beyond boring for 98% (laughs) of you out there. So let's stick to some rules of thumb and some basic helpful tips that may just be enough to get you over that fear of wiring something up simply on your own Jeep. Now, even if you don't take the time to learn the more technical stuff like electron flow, relay configuration, or how to calculate load on a circuit, you can still be a competent wiring person by following a few basic rules. Now, I am a professionally trained electrician. Uh, of sorts. I'm not a license. I'm not licensed to wire your house, but I hold what is basically one step below a master's degree in mobile electronics. 
After doing this stuff for more than half my life, I can honestly say that if you spend some time with some crimpers and a test light under the hood, you're going to learn something new just about every time you do something electrically related. Whether it's tackling a small lighting project, or if you're ready to do a full bumper-to-bumper -bumper rewire job, chances are you'll be picking up something new along the way. Now, despite being professionally trained and having multiple certifications, a lot of what I've learned has come from trial and error along with good old-fashioned experience. And of course, as with most things in life, nothing beats experience. So what I'm going to try and do here is really more about making your wiring projects easier, cleaner, and more reliable. Some of this stuff may be basic or even familiar to you, uh, but I'm willing to bet that you'll be able to pick up a trick or two to help you make your own wiring projects go a little bit smoother. Now, most wiring problems are the result of a poor connection. Whether it's within a plug, a connector, or a splice that was made who knows where or when or by whom. And don't forget to check your grounds. That's like the Jeep electrical credo right there unto itself. If you're lucky, a bad connection will just break the flow of electricity and whatever it's feeding will stop working. Worse are the bad connections that, are, that actually restrict electrical flow but don't stop it. Restrictions mean resistance, and resistance in electricity equals heat. Nothing, you get enough heat, and that's going to equal fire, even on circuits that's protected by a fuse. If you understand nothing else about ele electricity, understand that good connections are critically important to a safe and reliable circuit or a safe and reliably running component. Okay, so to that end, let's get into how we make those connections when doing something like installing a stereo or ho hooking up something like a set of new lights. There are two schools of thought when it comes to electrical connections. Solder it or crimp it. Soldered connections offer excellent conductivity, so there's no resistance to electrical flow. There is a chemical connection that happens in a soldered wire joint. However, soldered connections can be work-hardened, meaning that they become brittle due to the heat used to solder them, and they can break when subjected to extended periods of vibration, something that is, well, in abundance on a Jeep, especially one that sees any trail time. But the biggest thing that gets in people's way is that soldered connections are more labor-intensive. Soldering 10 connections, for instance, will take you at least 3 or 4 times as long as, well, more than, than basic crimping. This is why some wiring guys stay away from soldering altogether. It just takes too long. Crimp connections involve mechanically locking wires together inside of a metal barrel. A properly crimped connection is more or less impervious to vibration, but it can offer less conductivity in some cases. Therefore, a crimped connection introduces more opportunity for resistance and voltage drop in sensitive circuits. So, why not have the best of both connection types? Well, this is going way over the top, and obviously is going to be the most labor-intensive or time-consuming electrical connection type. Starting with an uninsulated terminal or, or butt connector, which is available online or at most hardware stores, but not as often at auto parts stores, strip and crimp the wires like you normally would and then apply solder to both ends of the barrel. Slide some adhesive line shrink tubing over the connection and apply heat shrink to it. Well, and this method is going to supply the strength of a crimp connection with the superior conductivity of a soldered connection and with the right shrink wrap can be made 100% weatherproof as well. Now, like I said, this is extremely labor-intensive. It's going to require a lot of extra uh, parts and, and, and things, and is, is overkill for anything outside of, well, let's say, wiring a trailer or something that is going to be stored outside for long periods of time. If you're wiring with uh, something with multiple connections in the same area, such as a pigtail for a relay or a headlight, or in the event you are trying to repair a harness that had a cut or a break in several of the wires but all in one place, whenever possible, stagger the connections that you're making. 
you put all the connectors in the same place, you cut all the wires to the same length, and they're all, you know, connected all you know, all at once, all in one area, you're going to end up with a very unsightly bulge uh, all in the harness, and, a, and you're going to have a greater likelihood for shorts. Staggering the connections makes it easier to wrap the harness, and it just looks better. It's a pretty safe bet that a 4x4 is going to see mud and water, and an open rig like a topless Jeep can count on seeing mud and water everywhere. Now, water is bad for wiring for... <laughs> for many reasons. So it's a really good idea to use weatherproof connectors whenever possible. Deutsch or weather pack connectors are a great choice when making your own harness or want to wire in a circuit to something that may get removed at some point in the future. Think of like a light bar attached to a hardtop or making your own door harness, things like that. These DIY weatherproof wiring kits come in all sorts of circuit sizes from single wire to eight circuits or more. If that's a little too extensive for you, then look for shrink tubing that comes with an adhesive inside that flows out to the wire insulation when heated, sealing the connection from the elements, making it impervious. They even make crimp connectors that offer something similar. It will have a silicone inside or, or a, uh, an adhesive that, once exposed to the air, uh, will actually harden up and, and make that connector impervious as well. Note that anything weatherproof like this is going to come with a premium price tag compared to its regular alternative. Now, when in doubt, it's hard to go wrong with anything marine-grade. Marine-grade and weatherproof stuff is going to be a bit more expensive, but it is always, always worth it in the long run. Okay, so now you're a master of connections, right? Well, almost. Now, what about wire management? Well, that, my Jeeper friend, will be the topic of the next installment of Tech Talk. Um, I'll just say I like the video, or sorry, the picture that's in the show notes that shows the three different connectors so it also looks like it keeps it thinner as opposed to like that like yeah. you talked about that bulge but when you were talking about that josh it just sort of having that visual really helped me to see what you were talking about and i love that so being a newbie and work not doing all the work on my own jeep it's nice to see some of these things because if i had to i probably could do this so i, cool. I love putting in visual representations of what I'm talking about into the show notes. Yes. Now, you, now, you listening to this right now, uh, you know, you may be listening to the second or third time. This may be the first Jeep Talk Show episode that you've ever heard. Uh, you know, we have these show notes available for every single episode that we've recorded. And these show notes are chock full of not only, well, pretty much every segment that we do in, in written form for the most part. I mean, we, we produce, we write the entire show. Um, but there's also visual representations of, of what we what we're talking about in all of the this week in Jeep stories You're always going to see a picture that is relative to the headline uh, of, uh, Oftentimes even things that are directly related to it or from that story uh, Same thing with tech talk. You're going to see visual representations of what I'm talking about Such as the difference between crimp uh, crimped connections and solder connections or an actual broken Soldered connection to see what that looks like and, and that, that that is possible or like Wendy was referring to a staggered harness repair where the butt connectors are staggered in in, in length uh, and so that they don't all happen onto the onto the wire harness in the same position making that big unsightly bulge so yeah the, all these things if there's something that you're just not quite it's like what was he talking about there head over to jeeptalkshow.com look for the show notes in the episode that you're listening to you're going to see all kinds of visual representations pictures and all sorts of stuff that we have in the show notes just for this purpose so that you guys can have a little bit of something to look at while you're listening to the show. Yep, episode 667. Yeah, Josh, this is pretty bitching, man, because, you know, all the Jeeps that we redo here on the ranch, we buy these Jeeps for what people kind of get tired of them. And a lot of the times what's wrong is just a wiring connection 
is you know has corroded mm-hmm. you know a lot of guys what they'll do is they'll use non non waterproofed wiring in the you know the ignition something from the ignition coil or or oh. you know for, for you know, going across you know under in the in the engine bay and it's just broken and we you, you go over there and they're like yeah this thing doesn't run it's a piece of junk you're like yep you're right shut the hood <laughs> take it home <laughs> give me a 75 bucks. connection and voila <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you got you got ten thousand dollar Jeep that you bought for four thousand dollars, you know, and it's, gosh, it, it. And sometimes you're on the receiving end, you know. My buddy's Jeep, uh, the Wayne that you got to meet down in, in Hidden Falls, yeah. we bought his Jeep. Same thing. It was very inexpensive. That that yellow CJ seven, and we chased wiring gremlins underneath the dash, you know, underneath the hood, or uh, excuse me, underneath the dash. Man, it was bad. It was real, real bad. And once they're all fixed, you know, what a great Jeep, but gosh, this is great for you, the listener out there, read this thing, go through it again, look at the pictures, 100%, this is bitching. So next week, I'm going to be getting into things like wire management. Once you've made your connections, what to do with the the harness, the wire, and everything else. We'll be getting into into some detail about that and some tips and tricks uh, uh, to make all that whole process go a little bit smoother. In the meantime, if you have anything to add or maybe you have a question for Tech Talk, or of course, if you have a suggestion for a Tech Talk segment, I would love to get some of those. Just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Send me a message and uh, who knows, maybe in, the, in a future Tech Talk, you'll be hearing something, uh, um, hearing me talk about something that you suggested here on the show. Are you tired of all that noise from those other shows? I think you have to keep that rig at the moment. Well, now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you got Dana 60s and 40s. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. Now, you know, you can use them with them, with them super swampers. And if you're tired of all that other stuff. Uh, and a thing with a deck of big old tires and a liar. Then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. You guys are getting to give me a beer. <laughs> All right. So uh, coming up on our Wednesday roundtable episode. Uh, now we record this on Tuesday night at eight p.m. Central Time, and you say, "Well, what the hell? Do I, what the hell do I care when you record it?" Well, you can be part of the episode. You can join our Zoom meeting Tuesday night at eight p.m. Central Time, and be part of the the Zoom meeting, and your voice will be on the Wednesday episode uh, in perpetuity, or as long as we have money to, to pay for having it on the internet. Oh, geez, even my voice? That would be swell. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it's Jeepers having a good time talking about Jeep stuff. <clears throat> and this Tuesday, the recording day, we're going to have Paul from Nexon Tires <gasps> on doing question no. and answers. So you can find out. You can ask him all the tough questions about the Nexon like, Tires. where the hell are my tires? <laughs> no, I'm not, I've got mine. <laughs> yeah, you, you got it before the, the, the crunch, the shipping crunch. Um, so uh, join us for that. And then uh, this coming Thursday, uh, episode 669, Barack Zitron. Zitron, Zitron, we, we're going to go with either one of those, uh, where uh, he is the inventor, along with a few other people, uh, that uh, came up with the uh, the Lego of the water bottle world. It's it's mm. modifiable. You can do different things with it. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I was going to say, it just has to involve water. But, Chuck, I don't guess it has to involve water, does it? No, you can put beer in this thing. <laughs> yeah, one hundred. Imagine a carbonated. I don't know if you can put beer. Silic- it's, it's silicone, so it might blow up like a balloon. <laughs> I don't know that. 
<laughs> That's cool, man. <laughs> so, it, I, I, I can see it now. Here. Yeah, there's going to be science projects on the trails. It's going to be uh, uh, whatever beverage uh, go shooting out of your nose. <laughs> so just go over to uh, modeloutdoors.com. That's M-O-D-L outdoors.com. Check this thing out. It's really very impressive, and I think you'll really enjoy this interview. I enjoyed uh, talking to Barack and uh, uh, finding out about uh, what he's doing after the president. For F's sake, not, not, no. <laughs> Leave it not alone. Leave it alone. We might get some traction out of that. Jeez. <laughs> Call into the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> Push one. <laughs> hey, Jeeper, don't forget about the Jeep Talk Show newsletter. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You're going to find a link to click and sign up for this thing. And and trust me, it's not like other newsletters that you've you've signed up for in the past. I know you you hear the term newsletter and you're like, oh, God, I'm going to get spammed. It's, it's from some company that doesn't have anything to do with this show. No, this comes from us. And it actually has articles written by other listeners, in fact. And it's got all kinds of information about who we're talking to, when the interviews are happening, when the giveaways are happening, what we're going to be giving away, all that stuff, how you can get in on the action, and how you can join in on the fun by joining in on one of our Tuesday Roundtable episodes where we record the episode live with you, the listener, joining in on the fun. How can you get in on that, all that action? Sign up for that newsletter. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and, uh, and sign up for that newsletter today. Well, that's all the Jeep Talk Show there is for now, Jeeper. Until our next show, be sure to call in and make fun of the fact that I take over three years to fix a broken Jeep engine. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. <laughs> Poor Josh. She could do it accurately or you could do it fast. I'm just saying. Jeep Talk Show. We're here for it. Just when you need it most. But when you want it most, we're on vacation. Yes. yes. We need to take more vacations. Guessing since 2010.